And now, we talk about food. It's the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm your host, Tiffany Deku. Here we talk about all the food happenings around Acadiana. If you like food, tune in. You might learn something new. It is the Sunday of festival. Uh, many of you may still be out at festival. Some of you may be recovering like I am. Uh, I festivaled yesterday. Uh, I went early. And for future festivals, that is the way I will do. I got there a little before lunchtime. And I was thinking to myself, man, there's not a lot of people here. Um, And we stayed out until it got super hot. And we decided to go take a break. Went back last night. And oh my God, there was people everywhere. It was so crowded uh, to the point that when we left, I was like, please, I do not want to go on Jefferson Street or Vermillion Street. This is insane. So I think my new almost 40-year-old self will only be festivaling Wednesday night, Thursday night, Saturday before lunchtime, and then Sunday before lunchtime. <laughs> uh, joining me tonight as guest co-host is Mr. Al Aber. He is the gas station gourmet. Uh, this is his returning uh, show. Thank you so much for joining us. Tiffany, I can't believe you have me back. I'm stunned, but thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah. So did you do festival? I did not do festival this year. I didn't make it this year. Uh, I did hear at the very beginning, there were a ton of people out there early, early on. And so it looked like there was going to be a huge, huge crowd, much bigger than the past. And I decided, you know, there may be too many people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people. It was insane the amount of people that were out there. But I also went because last year I kind of got upset. There wasn't a lot of new vendors. And so I was kind of bored with it. Um, so I decided, you know, to go back because they did get some new vendors this year. So I mainly stayed in the festival beer garden because that's where a lot of the new vendors were. So the big hit at festival this year was Scratch Farm, which just got their food truck. It used to be Viva La Waffle food Mm -hmm. truck. They purchased it from them. So now they're set up. Um, and if you're not familiar with them, they're at the farmer's market at the Monkey's farm Marcus horse farm farmers market every Saturday um and they were kind of they kind of do a, a healthier style food and they also have a farm and they raise pasture raised pigs and it's some of the best pork that I've ever tasted and so a lot of their menu items feature that great tasting pork so the big ticket item that I kept seeing all over social media was the curry bowl and I went to get it Saturday and they had to, it wasn't ready yet. So they were still making it. So I didn't want to wait. So I got the burger and I'm so glad I got the burger because it was delicious. It was so good. It was a grass fed burger and it had like a chimichurri sauce on it. And they're, they're getting their bread from great harvest. It was a great burger and I didn't have cheese on it. I, I have a theory about burgers need to have cheese. This one did not have cheese on it and it was delicious. So I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to keep the curry bowl on the menu so I can try it because I tried to go back later that night because uh, when I we, we, we went back, there was a huge line of people. It was insane. And then we passed back by and they had closed up because they had sold out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that, that I think Scratch Farm was the most popular thing at festival this year. Another surprise right next to them was a food truck out of Baton Rouge called Rugaroos. 
and they had gouda balls, which are boudin balls stuffed with gouda cheese. <gasps> wow. And I Great was idea. not expecting it to be good because it's boudin from Baton Rouge and they don't know boudin. Oh, uh, I think this is my new favorite boudin ball. <gasps> no. Yes. And then I posted it on social media and people went crazy. So they, you got it. It was two boudin balls and they put a ranch sauce on it. Ranch dressing sauce on it. Wow. It was delicious. I think Gouda is the way to go. I, I'm not familiar with Gouda. I've never had. It. I can't even imagine it. I've had I've had the boudin balls with the uh, the uh, the pepper jack. pepper jack cheese, the jalapeno, that type of thing. But I, I just can't imagine it with that. But it, I could see where it would work. So Billy's boudin pepper jack boudin balls are like my favorite ever. But I've kind of like I, I feel like the quality's kind of gone down a lot. And you'll get them and like. The cheese is kind of like not melted uh. in the center. And then a few weeks ago, I went to, we went through uh, Crotch Bings and we went to Cratchner's and they have the cream cheese jalapeno. Mm. Cream mm. cheese is also delicious in the boudin ball, but the Gouda was really good. And I think that some places around here need to steal that idea. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm finding it uh, more and more places put cream cheese in some of their recipes that involve chicken and pork and things like that. And, you know, if you have cream cheese, it's it's by itself. Um, it, it just doesn't work. But when you right. add it to meat, for some reason it's it works. It's a magical binder. It it's a magical is a magical elixir. binder. Great way to you put it. You use it for, like, especially in, like, keto low-carb recipes, you put it in everything. And, like, I kind of hate cooking with it because I don't like the texture and the consistency. But you put it with things and it's magic. It's like cheese stick. Uh, cheesecake, you use it in cheesecake, you use cheese balls. Like, it's just a magical remedy. I'm not a big, like, well, I do kind of like it as on bagels, like as a smear, but I like flavored ones. But just like plain cream cheese is magic. Try Marscapone cheese. Yes, I made a um, my birthday cake this year. The um, icing was that. Yes. Yes. That is amazing. It was like a whipped, it was like a whipped delicious icing. Yeah. And you know, that's hard to find. It's really expensive, but you... it is very expensive. That was the most expensive part of making the cake. Okay. Do you know where you can find it for a good, I don't know if I can say this. Can I make yeah, it a place? Can make... Okay. Walmart on Ambassador. Okay. When you go into the front, there's the, the, the deli, the deli yeah. in the front on the left. They sell Marscapone cheese there. Okay. It's crazy. And it's like. Two dollars and something. Okay, that is for eight ounces. Dramatically cheaper than what I paid for. I know, it. <laughs> I know. I, I paid. I want to say I paid seven or eight dollars for the same amount in a you know a store where you would expect to buy it. And um, someone told me, "Hey, try Walmart." And I'm thinking, "No, no way." And sure enough, and what I like about Marscapone, I I made an icing with half cream cheese, half Marscapone. It was so incredibly good. It changed the the whole dynamic of the icing and the cake and everything. So nice. try there. Now, I went there because I, somehow I ended up at, at Walmart at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I thought, <laughs> hey, you know, I'll go ahead and look at the uh, look for the cheese. And they were all out of it. Oh, wow. So apparently a lot of people discovered People are in the know. I know. I mean, great price, great deal. And I assume that, you know, if it's selling, they're going to keep carrying it. Right. Okay, so Goudin Balls at Rougarou's Food Truck in Baton Rouge. Go and check it out. Then the other food truck came all the way from Ohio. <laughs> wow. um, they were called Ima- Ima- Umami. I have such problems with that name, but I love Umami flavor. Umami Bites, and it was kind of like fusion. So they did like a pork belly wonton tacos. So it was like on a, it had like the, it was like a crunchy taco shell, but it was like wontons. 
delicious. And then they had dumplings, uh, pork dumplings mm. over coconut Love rice. Pork dumplings. It was delicious. Yeah. So they had really cool food over there too. And then of course, like at one point we decided to go to the beer garden because I had to get my, my festival poutine um, over there. So that was delicious. And they were also crowded. Like everywhere you went was crowded downtown. God. But that was all the yummy festival food that I had this year. Did you try Pamplona? Pamplona I had... I didn't go. Um, they have their sangria that they normally do, and then also the paella. And right. the paella is delicious. Um, I got it like two years ago. That was the first time that I had it for festival, and it was delicious. Um, I heard they were swamped over there. Like it When we went back that night... You could not walk on Jefferson. I was just, I was like, I want to get off of this street. Like, you couldn't get to any of the food or anything. So we were starving by the time we were walking back. So we were like, let's walk back through the beer garden and we'll see, like, maybe they're not so busy at that time. And they weren't. They had slowed down a lot. So we went, like, Scratch Farm was closed up because they had sold out. There was still a line at Rougarou's. Like, it was taking a little bit of time. So, Umami Bites didn't have a line. So, like, we went right over there and got our food there. But it it was – I have to feel – I feel like they made a killing. Oh, it, it had to be great if there yeah. were that many people. And I was hearing about the big crowds right at the beginning of the festival. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, kudos to the folks who put it on this year. And I just want to say for next year – uh, I discovered that Pops Po' Boys put their crawfish mini mac bowl on waiter. So the Friday of waiter, I was still at a festival. I was still at work. I wait, I waited the bread bowl to me, which I wouldn't recommend because it did lose some of its quality. Um, and we'll be talking about that uh, with another restaurant opening up a little later in the show, like the quality of the food going down when it gets delivered. But if you couldn't make it out to festival and you wanted a crawfish mini Mac bowl, you could get one waiter to you. And so that's what I did. So I didn't have to get it during festival. Oh, great idea. Great idea. All right. We are going to take our first break. And when we come back, we have more with Al Bear. So come back to us. It is the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The best tasting radio show in all of South Louisiana. It's the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm your host, Tiffany Deku. And joining tonight as guest co-host is Mr. Al Bear, better known as the Gas Station Gourmet. Hey, Tiffany. Yeah, hey. Okay, we have to talk about... The jambalaya that was served at the state dinner. Wow, what a disaster. (laughs) And how they called it jambalaya, and it wasn't jambalaya, and the representative from Louisiana kind of called him out on it and said it was a good rice pilaf, but it was not jambalaya. So the other issue to that story is they used Carolina gold rice instead of using Louisiana rice. Bad mistake. I didn't really think about that until I was discussing it on the air Friday morning on the morning show at KPAL that, yeah, they used, they didn't even use Louisiana rice. Uh, What's wrong with them? I mean, should someone have looked into this? I mean, I wonder this guy, did he get this recipe off the internet? I'm sure he's a a classically, classically trained chef. And then the other, yeah, the other issue that I had was that, so they did this, they did the dish because they were doing the dinner for the French president and it was kind of like a nod to their involvement with Louisiana. But 
jambalaya is not French. It, it's more of a nod to the Spanish uh, time of Louisiana. With if you think of paella, you mm. know, think of that, or definitely um, the uh, Creole and African American influence uh, in Louisiana. But I wouldn't really associate jambalaya with France. Never with France. My God. I mean, I can't believe they did that. And, and I mean, it it really has taken off. Everybody's talking about this. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know about it until I saw it come up in my news feed for Grub Street, uh, which is one of the national food things that I follow. They had posted about it. And I was like, is this going to be the next gumbo gate? Like, is this the next Disney gumbo? <laughs> um, that's what I'm wondering if people are like going to get upset about this. But yeah. And then how do you serve a jambalaya and not put meat in it? I'm, you know, I I can't even imagine where this recipe came from. I wonder if it was at least had tomatoes. Oh gosh, who knows? Well, yeah, and there's the big tomato debate, you know, right. because in Cajun country we don't use tomatoes. That's a Creole thing in New Orleans, and you know, I hate to get into the whole tomato debate about right. that because it's but, so I mean, explosive. Did it at least have tomatoes? <laughs> like- I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it sounds really kind of a mushy mess. Yeah, you R- know, rice pilaf. Not, uh, not not jambalaya. Not jambalaya. And I mean, you know, you need sausage and chunks of pork and stuff like that. And chicken or, you know. Yeah, something, something. you yeah. know, to make a jambalaya. And jambalaya is like one of the cheapest things that you can make. Like, that's what they always make for fundraisers. Yeah. Is jambalaya. And it's like, how? How? No. What were they thinking? They should have gotten the Portberry Fire Department to go up there and make the jambalaya for yeah. them. That would have been the way to go. They have the best know? jambalaya? I have great jambalaya. I've actually had it there or... And it was it was pretty good. This has been years ago, but they made great jambalaya. You know, you get a cup, you get some Cajun farming and go up to the White House. They'll show them how to cook Cajun. <laughs> uh, we want to announce that Wing Fingers, they've been a guest on the Lafayette Food Junkie radio show, are, is having their grand opening on May 5th. So you're finally going to be able to go and check out the new location. Uh, they are located off of Johnson Street. I think it used to be a Poets before that. Um, it's been a, it's had a few incantations, but Wing Fingers will be opening on May 5th. So go check it out. Avec Bacon um, also just announced they're going to be opening soon. And they're going to be Lafayette's first virtual restaurant. So if you're not familiar with what a virtual restaurant is, they're available on Waiter. And they're only available on Waiter. You're not going to be able to go in there and sit down and have breakfast. It's going to be a breakfast, brunch, lunch spot. You're not going to be able to do that. You're only going to be able to get it delivered to you. Um, And I was kind of questioning. So I love waiter i love being able to have food delivered to me i just there's some things that just don't transport well and i feel like breakfast is one of them oh absolutely i mean breakfast you have to be so careful if you go to a breakfast buffet i mean in in order for it to be good they have to keep turning that stuff over and over and over get it out get the fresh stuff in and um i mean if you get brick i mean biscuits and gravy it's and that's uh, one of the menu items so i'm just like so biscuits, you basically, depending on the quality of them, right. because some you can eat if they're colder, but some if they're cold, it's like a brick. Like Popeye's yeah. biscuits are like that. <laughs> Popeye's biscuits, you basically like have to eat in the car, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm just wondering about the food quality and then people getting that and then people getting upset because the quality of the food is not good. And in that causing issues for the longevity of the restaurant. You're going to have to be really, really good. The only thing I see, you'd have to have biscuits with a ton of butter in them to keep them fresh. You know, I mean, you're going to have to really do biscuits well. I don't know how you're going to do biscuits and gravy because, you know, you want, I mean, that's one of those things where you put the gravy on the biscuits, you get it when it comes out, you know, 
you know, if they sit, if it sits there for a while, it, it's going to be much. It's going to be bad. Scrambled eggs. Again, eggs on the menu. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of transported eggs, you know? Yeah. And just think about a fried egg. Now, I saw, like, sandwiches. I was like, I feel like sandwiches will transport good, yeah. but some will and some won't. And it depends on the bread. Yeah. Because I've gotten uh, barbecue sandwiches before, and they just use, like, white bread. Right. And by the time it got to me, it was, like, mush, yeah. you know? So that's another thing. And it's like, did you think about that? Like the bread that, that you're going to be using. And then there's a lot of, I feel like in a way it's easier because you don't have like the restaurant floor to work, worry about, and you don't have employees to pay and you save money that way. But then it's like, you're going to have to worry about the quality of your food and how it's going to transport and, and things like that. And people getting upset because their food quality is not that great. And then not to mention like, the prices of of the food like what's the price is going to be like you got that five dollar delivery fee on top of that so there's a lot more like good things and bad things that come with being a virtual restaurant and there's so many things about breakfast when you you know eggs we've mentioned eggs we mentioned biscuits but think about toast think about toast 15 minutes after it's done how is that going to work you know it's not i mean there's something about having toast that it's that's at least warm so they're going to really have to do it right. They're going to have to be on their toes. Waiter's going to have to be on, uh, on their toes for this to work out right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this works. So Zach McMath, who's with the Acadiana Food Hub, and it's also like a commissary kitchen and a food incubator, he's kind of working with the waiter as well to do like the virtual grocery store, and then which I see that working. Um, yeah. That you know that's a great idea for that. And then one of the restaurants that's using the commissary kitchen is about to be a virtual restaurant, and that's uh, Acadiana Pies. Um, the hand mm. pies that are at the farmer's market. I see that working great for delivery. Like yeah, the hand absolutely. pie is going to deliver like food quality. It's from A to B. Like, it, you know, the, the quality of that's not going to go down a lot. I feel like breakfast foods is, is Ooh, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very and you know, icky. you're just going to have to really pick your menu items and figure out what, what works, what works well. There may be some things after they start, you know, after they get rolling and go, you know, this isn't going to work. We have to change this because I've seen restaurant restaurants, uh, take items off the menu that just didn't right. work well on a buffet, things like that. And sometimes you got to do that to hang on to your customers, you know? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. That's a, that's a huge gamble oh, to huge. take. Um, and they may know what they're doing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they may do exceptionally well. Like he mentioned in the article that I read, like mm-hmm. the bacon that they've been selling at the farmer's market has been selling out, you know? So uh, the bacon's going to be featured predominantly in the menu items. So they may do fantastic. I'm just... A little worried you know, about. I am too because I, you know, if you get a hamburger that's, um, I mean, it doesn't and have a to be perfect. That a hamburger should not be. And I listened to a food podcast that they had an argument for one person that said a hamburger should never be not eaten in the restaurant, and another person was like, "Yes, it is. Like you can get it." And they were debating the whole things about the bread and the food quality and all that stuff so i mean there's a shelf life on a hamburger i mean you know if you if someone brings hamburgers home uh which happens in my house a lot i mean there is a time you know where it's it's not completely cold it's still good but there's something that happens to a hamburger patty especially ones that are not um seasoned well you know uh you know the the ones from the big chains uh those things when they begin to to age a bit um the flavor of the meat's not the same now, I would assume, you know, most of the people around here, they make their patties from scratch. They put the seasoning in. 
before they form the patties, you have a completely different hamburger there. And that would probably age better than than some of the, the hamburgers that are out there. Have you tried McDonald's new hamburger, the unfrozen? I don't know if I've tried it since they've made that they've started the non-frozen hamburgers. It's completely different. I got to tell you. Okay, wait. I did actually, and I didn't notice a difference. I, I didn't I, notice. I did. You know, McDonald's for all these years has had you know the quarter pounder with cheese mm-hmm. has had sort of a specific flavor and texture and all that. You kind of knew what you were getting. And someone told me about two weeks before they made the announcement, hey, this particular McDonald's, they're doing the hamburgers with fresh meat. And so I went and got one. And I got to tell you, I could tell the difference. It was a better quality, uh, much better texture, um, better flavor, you know. Uh, So I've sort of come back to McDonald's because of this. I mean, they still put the same, you know, a, a handful of pickles and some onions and some ketchup on it. And, uh, you know, not a whole lot of stuff, but it's still... Uh, it, it's really up their game, you know, and I think if I'm not mistaken, someone told me McDonald's quarter pounder is is heavier than their uh, of their competitors patties. Really? So, so you're actually getting a little more meat there if that's what you're into. That's a know? nice little insider. Yeah. Tip. Yeah. I Well, I have a son that works at McDonald's and he's kind of into all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's 16 and he's like, oh, you know, our, ours is bigger and better. And it is, it's such a big difference now that it's, uh, now that it's fresh. All right. We're going to take another break and we come back more with Mr. Al Bear. So come back to us. It is the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. From Boudin to the best burgers Acadiana has to offer, it's the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm your host, Tiffany Deku. Want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Prairie Ron Rice. You can go and get it at Champagne's Market. Check it out. It does taste better. Um, and joining tonight as guest co-host is Mr. Al Hebert, better hey, known folks. as the gas station gourmet and obsessed with Tampico's. <laughs> Absolutely obsessed. He's I love Tampico's number one fan. I am your number one fan, Tampico. Call me. I love this place. Okay, so we were talking about tamales before the show. So this man goes all over the country, and he reviews restaurants inside of gas stations. And right now, he said his favorite tamale is... Racetrack. And I would have never thought that. I think they're good. I mean, now I'm sure, look, they make probably make hundreds of thousands of tamales, and they're on a roller grill. But as far as... The tamale flavor that I grew up with, they've got it. I mean, the cornmeal's right. The pork is right. Um, and uh, it's a great tamale. I, I've had tamales in restaurants that I thought were kind of lacking in in the traditional flavor. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's got a different recipe, of course. But for me, personally, you know, I love the tamales at Racetrack. They're easy to get. They You can get these little tiny bags. I love the little bags. And you put them in the little bag. You can put three in the little bag or two in the little bag. And I think they're great tamales. I really do. I mean, they're they're plain. There's no chili or anything to put on them. But I think as far as flavor, you know, you you have, the uh, I think, a great blend. Uh, the way they do their the cornmeal around it, the way they do the pork, it's a good tamale. Man, I'm going to have to check this out because I love tamales. And I was, like, on a hunt for a while for, like, the best tamale and I, I was, it was hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> Try the racetrack ones. I, I almost bought a, 
I think there were a dozen tamales in this pack in a store the other day, and I almost bought them. But then I looked at the calorie count. 300 calories in one tamale. Well, yeah, because they make their the masa, it's masa and like fat. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what they used to like bind it together. Yeah, and I guess I probably shouldn't have read that. I, you know, that's a bad thing. I should never, because I love tamales. And I, you know, I, I completely ignore the calorie count of the ones at racetrack, which I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's probably in the neighborhood of 300. Yeah, but, or uh, more. <laughs> but they're so good. And I keep thinking I'm going to work that off by swiveling around in my chair at work. Uh, which I think is an aerobic exercise. I'm not sure. It's burning calories. It's burning calories. You're swiveling. You're burning. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I really, really like those. Those are, those are, I think, some of the best ones around. So what have been some of the most recent gas station adventures that you've been on? Well, if you're traveling in Texas, I went by a place called Prosex, P-R-A-S-E-K, apostrophe S. There's two locations, uh, but there's a brand new one on I-10 near Sealy. And what got me there, uh, a buddy of mine, Rob Zorn, who's opening that restaurant over in um, in Brobridge, said, you got to go to this place. They have great cheesecake. And so... Uh, oh, wait. Is it, does, is it a bakery? No, well, it's it's everything. It's a bakery. It's a restaurant. They sell sausage. Okay. They sell thousands and thousands of pounds of... Uh, probably maybe hundreds of like thousands. I feel like I've passed pounds. it. It's yeah. brand new. It's in Sealy on I-10. Okay, Dan, Dan. It's what, what I love about, it, of course, it's brand new. They sell a lot of outdoor stuff. It's not your typical gas station. It's kind of like a wannabe Bucky's. Kind probably. of. Yeah. 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 Uh, but their bathrooms are really unique. And of course, now restrooms make a place a destination. So if you're traveling, if you can hold it till you get to Sealy, Texas, you're going to have a great experience there. One, okay. Where's Sealy, Texas? Sealy is on the other side of Houston and, and then also on the other side of Katy. Katy okay. is sort of that upscale community west of Houston. Sealy is just west of Katy. Okay, so if I'm if I'm going to Austin, would I pass Sealy? You would not. Okay. You would go you would go north in the middle of Houston and head to Austin. Okay. And of course everybody loves Bucky's mm-hmm. and I've been to lots of Bucky's. And I mean Bucky's is is great in that Bucky's are all alike. You know, they're all alike. And so I try to find a different experience. Once I've written about a place, I don't mind going back again if I like the food. But I don't feel a real need to go back. Right. So uh, while I had written about Prosex back in 2014, when I heard about the new place, I had to go and experience this. So the Prosex uh, logo includes an icon with is a sausage with a cowboy hat. Yes. How Texas is that? Yeah. Yes. And so one of the things I love about the restrooms here, they spent a ton of money on their restrooms. Uh, in the restrooms, uh, instead of having faucets on the lavatory, there is the sausage. Okay. With the hat and water comes out of his mouth. So when you wash your hands, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's just fun. It's a fun thing. Now there's probably people out there going, I don't know if I want to do that, but it's great. The other cool thing about the restrooms, they have these family restrooms. They have the regular size toilet for adults and a little tiny one for kids. Very cool. That is so cool. It's like a mini toilet, you know, and if you're not very tall, I'm not very tall. I felt like a giant, like a tiny toilet. And so that was kind of cool. And uh, But they have really great food there. And what's cool about Prosex, which a lot of places don't do, and I think I think restaurants could do this because I'm finding more and more convenience stores and gas stations doing it, there's a ton of samples. When you walk through this store, it's a huge store. There are lots of samples. And so I had a chance to sample, you know, their sausage. I had a chance to sample some of their pastries. And so, you know, if you're just starting out in the restaurant business or you've got a new menu item that you want people to try, you know, it's a really good idea to, to offer samples. 
You could have a waiter or waitress go around to the various tables and say, hey, you know, this is brand new. Try this. And, you know, uh, I'm seeing that so much more in the country with gas stations because they want people to try their food because people don't always think, hey, there's great food in a gas station. But Prosex, great experience, uh, great cheesecake, great sausage. I mean, and, and I mean, the jerky. I mean, there are so many different kinds of jerky there. If you love jerky, I mean, it's uh, it's an extravaganza of jerky. It's raining jerky in Prosex. So do they have different kinds of cheesecake or just like regular cheesecake? I, I'm sort of a, a cheesecake. Uh, just I just, you know, I'm a purist. I want just the regular cheesecake. If there's a cheesecake with pecans or chocolate or something, I won't get that. I just want the regular. I want the regular cheesecake. So the experience. regular cheesecake was good. It's delicious. You want it. You want to bring one home. OK, that is good to know. All it's, right. It's very good. Very, okay. very good. So um, I think last time we didn't really delve into this a whole lot. Um, And I remembered after the fact so many restaurants that are in gas stations around Acadiana that I'm obsessed with. And I can't remember. I know we talked about Pepin's. I know Pepin's was definitely on the list. Have you Mm -hmm. been to Pepin's? I have been to Pepin's. I love the food. And I love the story. They came from Cuba. Yes. You know, and they came across. uh, They've got a Cuban sandwich, which is great because they're from Cuba. But you know what Pepin's did that's kind of interesting? Uh, The first time I went there, they, uh, they sold gas. Well, they've taken away the pumps and they put a little patio area out in front, which I think is a good idea. Yes, you know? I, I agree. And uh, I like Pepin's. I went there not long ago and um, uh, the service was really great. It was a Saturday, so it wasn't a busy day, but I wanted tamales. I think they had tamales, but they didn't have any ready. And the lady said, if you'll wait 10 minutes, we'll get them ready. And I thought that was really nice of her. And so I love I love gas stations with great people and great service. So I, I highly recommend Pepin's. I mean, I don't remember the name of the lady who was there, but it looks to me like they really care about the customer experience. And usually when they care about the customer experience, the food's going to be good. So I love Pepin's. Okay. Did we talk about the original Athena's was in a gas station? Been there. I wanna, and it's still open. And I'm like, that's still my favorite location. It's a great place. It's it's one of, it's, it is the first, uh, Athena's was, the first place we actually shot a gas station gourmet in for a show called Thrive TV, which actually really? ran in Lake Charles. Yeah, I used to be a reporter on a show called Thrive TV. And so we shot our first gas station gourmet in Athena. Uh, I love Athena. I've always loved it. Uh, it's it's a great experience. I mean, uh, people discovered it. The lines are long now, you know. we So when they first opened, I think I was maybe in college. I wasn't still at Como. But there was this guy that worked there, and we called him the Euro Nazi, like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld, mm-hmm. because he was very stern and would like point and like you know make you come up, and he was just like not really nice and very stern. And so we used to call him the Euro Nazi. And I don't know what happened to him because he's not there anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I there were I got to know some of the people there when we shot the uh, the television package there, and they were all just super nice guys. And um, you know uh, what's interesting, you know, food the food business is very competitive. And I, I I love their salad dressing. I remember saying, I detected a little garlic in here, and the guy said, "Can't tell you," you know, just wouldn't wouldn't even give me a hint what was in anything. But the their food was dressing, great. I mean, it's like well, you will kill a, a vampire. Yeah, um, it is like very heavy on the garlic, but that's still and it, it was so cheap because you could get like the the chicken shawarma wrap. 
and it would have the chicken shawarma, lettuce, the, the little Greek salad, and then hummus. And it was like seven bucks. I think now it's yeah. gone up to like eight or nine. Yeah, it's, the prices but have gone up. it was up. so cheap, and it was so delicious. I tell you what, when I did the package, and I, don't, I, I hate to even say, I want to say they were going through a couple hundred pounds of chicken breast a day. So that gives you an idea of the volume. And I'm always impressed with the volume of food some of these gas stations crank out because it's so good. It's really, really good. Man, now I really want Athena's and they're not open. I know. <laughs> I, I can go to the the restaurant. The restaurant's right across from where I live. But I want the gas station one. It's a different experience in the gas the station. The gas station one is, is, is better. I, I mean, like it. I love the Athena's restaurant, but that gas station is is something else. You know, it's different people, different staff. Maybe maybe the cooking process is different. But I'm like you. Uh, we've been to the uh, the restaurant several times. It's a great place. I always enjoy it. But I think I like the gas station food better than the restaurant food. Okay, so this one is a new one, and I haven't been yet. And the guy that I'm seeing is obsessed with it. And I'm gonna mispronounce it because he corrects me every time. But Bios, Bios, Bios. I wrote a story about them just a couple of months ago. Okay, so he's obsessed yeah. with them, like to the point that they know his name. Yeah. Um, I think he eats plate lunches there every day, and I think I'm going to go this week. Just <laughs> to, to make check sure it you, out. you're talking about the Bios and Bruce. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Gr- also in a gas station. Know him well. Just did a story about them. Great family-owned store. Been there for, God, forever. Uh, interesting story. Okay. They may have the best chili dog in Acadiana. Really? Yes. During the oil boom, uh, gosh, I wish I had my notes, but I think they were selling around 900 chili dogs a day wow. during the oil boom when all that area was busy. I feel like I'm going to try a chili dog. Now they're down to 400 a day, which is still, when you stop and think, 400 chili dogs a day in a a gas station the size of Bio's, I think there's just two or three pumps out there. Yeah. So it's not a big place. It's not a racetrack. And um, the only thing Mr. Bio was able to tell me, because uh, I know I never asked for secrets, but it is his father's chili recipe. And so <clears throat> I was trying to figure out why people love this chili dog. And, of course, naturally I got some chili dogs, and they were great. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a different chili dog. It's a traditional chili dog, not like you'd get it dat dog or something like this but uh it is a super popular chili dog and when you stop it again 400 a day right now but back in the oil boom he had two employees who did nothing but make chili dogs all day long that's how popular it is uh their their cracklings are delicious i love their cracklings their boudin balls are great um and you know when he took the store over from his father uh, he was in another business, and so he wanted to do boudin, and he wanted to do cracklins, and they weren't doing them then. And so what he did is he began to do boudin and would have certain customers who were loyal customers come in and try this. Is this good? Because he said he wanted a, 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 a really good opinion that was honest. And he said, you know, sometimes people don't want to tell you if they don't like something. Right. And so he was able, after quite a process, to make the boudin which is very, very popular. It's delicious, Buddha. And then he did the same thing with his Cracklins. And the Cracklins are delicious as well. So I think you can go to B.O.'s and and just get anything there, and you're going to love it. So I was told that the meatball stew is amazing. Amazing. So the red beans. Yes, the red beans yes. and rice on Monday yeah. is, is fabulous. Yeah. Now, there's no. what's interesting, there's no place to eat there. There's a picnic right. table around the back. So you get it. It comes in a styrofoam box, and you go. Right. But it's great food, and I'm a big fan of meatball stew. If there's meatball stew on a menu, I'm going to get it. And so uh, besides the best bread pudding in the world, I'm also looking for the best meatball stew. But every time I eat meatball stew, I fall in love with that one, and then I find another one, find another one. But, yeah, B.O.'s, is I, I highly recommend it. If you haven't been there, it's in Broussard on the main street there. Uh, go early. 
you know, get there around 11, 1130, uh, get your get your lunch and go, because uh, there will be a line. But they're very, very um, uh, they watch their lines. They try to make sure the lines move very quickly. You know, so I like that kind of place where they're not just, OK, well, here's the food. Go wait in line and pay right. for it. Here's the food. Let's let's get you in and out, because it's all about convenience, service and speed. All right, we are going to take another break, and when we come back, we have more with Mr. Al. So come back to us. It is the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. She puts the wow, mmm, yum into words. It's the Lafayette Food Junkie herself on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Lafayette Food Junkie Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm your host, Tiffany Deku, and we have been talking with Mr. Al Bear, better known as the Gas Station Gourmet. We've actually been talking about local gas stations, which we really didn't get into last time. Um, I think the last one that I have to mention, and I'm, I swear to God, because after the last show, I remembered so many gas station restaurants, and I just kind of blanked, but... Um, Pole Chan, which I'm probably mispronouncing, um, was which is a talk Takieri. Uh, Takieri, I'm saying that wrong as well. Um, we're just gonna say everything wrong tonight. Um, it is in a gas station at the roundabout at Rue de Billier, and they do like tacos and burritos and tortas, but they're delicious. Too. I haven't been there, but I'm definitely gonna try it. Yeah, so that one's also delicious. Um, what kind of gas station is it? In? It's a it's like a cash for less. I think is the name of it. Wow, the roundabout at Rue de Billier. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like so close to my house. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, this is dangerous. Oh, I love it. Uh, and they do pupusas. <clears throat> pupusas are, are also on the menu. There's, I mean, I, I've, I mean, there's stripes. They do great gas station Mexican food. Uh, again, you know, all very much alike, all very good quality. But to me, it's these places that are run by individuals that have the best food because a lot of times it's their grandmother's recipe. You know, I found these wonderful uh, turkey tamales Ooh. in um, in Tennessee, uh, which became really popular with the entire population at Thanksgiving. You know, people would order like tons of turkey tamales for Thanksgiving. And that's a cool thing. So I definitely need to go to this place that you're talking about. Tell me the name again. It's Polchan. And we were trying to figure, it's P-O-L-E-C-H-A-N. And we were trying to figure out how to say it correctly. And I think next time I go, I'm just going to be like, how do you pronounce yeah. the name of the restaurant? Um, because it looks like Pole Chain. And we tried every which way um, in in Spanish, like of how it would be said, and we couldn't figure it out. Wow. Which in Spanish, Pole Chain means like uh, light pole. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so. Well, I got to try that out. I got to. Hey, look, if you're looking for an interesting crackling experience. Southside, which is, it's no longer a gas station. It's just a convenience store, which is great because a lot of convenience stores, I mean, that's, you know, I I write about convenience stores that don't sell gas, but uh, they do cracklings with uh, crab boil on them. Where's Southside? Okay, Southside is on uh, Johnston. Okay. You know, as you're heading out towards Maurice South. Okay. Uh, It's on the right. It's a very popular store. Uh, They just repainted the front, redid the parking lot. Uh, there's a sign that says barbecue on Sunday. Oh, okay. I know yeah. where that is. Yeah. Yes. And okay. they have really good food there every single day. Uh, they do great barbecue hamburgers, great yeah. sandwiches. Uh, but w- I thought it was a really great idea to take cracklins and, do the and crab oil. season with crab boil. And they are really, really good. It's a, it, They're spicy, but not too spicy. But, I mean, you know, of course, crab boil, crawfish boil has that very unique flavor. 
you know, and uh, they serve regular cracklings and then these. And uh, I just love them. I really, really like them. So um, besides being an Uber fan of Tampico's, you're also now an Uber fan. A fan of Reggie's Soul Food. I love Reggie's. Oh, my God. Uh, during Lent, I went there and got the fried fish on a Friday. I, I mean, these were like the biggest catfish one could ever. I mean, they were huge. And I I have portion issues when it comes to food. I can pretty much <laughs> finish anything. I could not finish this fish. As a matter of fact, I had to take some of it home. But they're they're really huge fish. And they're beautifully fried. They're, I mean, everything at Reggie's, I, I really like Reggie's. And I've gone and gotten the uh, brisket over there. I've got a few other things. Big fan of the catfish, though. I mean, that's the thing, in my opinion, the thing to get there. If you haven't tried the catfish, do yourself a favor. You, it, you two could eat off it because these are, I would hate to meet up with these catfish in the water if I were for <laughs> they would. They could eat a human being. They're well, so big. Well, catfish are usually huge. Like, they are usually a big fish. Yeah, but yeah. I've never seen them this big fried. I mean, these are, these were, I, I'll bet these these fillets had to be um, anywhere from, uh, oh, I would say almost a half inch thick. They were huge. So I have to just pause and say that that is how soul food style fried catfish is served. And that is how it is typically served in North Louisiana. And I like have this huge fried fish veto um, because I ate, because in North Louisiana, instead of having crawfish boils, you have fish fries. And we used to eat fried fish all the time to the point like that I was sick of it. So we would always have like fried fish. And um, lately I've gotten over that. And I went on a trip a few years ago to Shreveport and we did like a media tour. And one of the uh, chefs there, Chef Hardette Harris, like she cooked for us in our kitchen and she made fried catfish, which is of that style, the bigger style and I like cried because it was just like how my grandmother had made it and I was like this is the kind of fried fish that I like this is not what they serve in in South Louisiana and people didn't understand that like what I was saying and I was like well when you do catfish you don't do the thick fillets it's you thin it and you serve it like paper thin or it's in chunks is is what you'll kind of do too but in the soul food tradition and in, in southern tradition of doing fried catfish it is the longer Fried catfish. Now, uh, do you like it with cornmeal or batter? Cornmeal, exactly. And that's the that's the difference as, as well is that it's done with cornmeal. Love it with cornmeal. Love it with cornmeal. I I I, I uh, there's a few buffets here in town uh, that you would not think would have great catfish. And the weird thing about fish, Tiffany, is we we love fish, but we don't want it to taste fishy. Right. You know, it's so weird. You know, yeah, I want fish. Oh, but I don't want it to taste fishy. And uh, there's a couple of places that have catfish on the buffet that are really pretty good catfish, and I'm impressed with that. And, um, I mean, during Lent, I mean, we went to a couple of these and really, really put the hurt on some of these buffets where it was all the catfish you could eat. You know? <laughs> so you took full advantage. Oh, I did, absolutely. And, I, and I'm like like you, I just love it with the cornmeal. And I'm not crazy about it on a sandwich because I really want to experience the taste yeah. of the fish. And I think sometimes if you get a catfish po' boy, you know, you don't really get the experience. And, of course, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. <clears throat> One of my favorite um, gas stations that serve seafood is the Bourbon Street Deli. And I act, they have this overstuffed shrimp po' boy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I told you, I counted the shrimp one day because I wrote a story. They had they had 24 shrimp on a six-inch po' boy. Oh, my God. I'm thinking, and I'm, I, I had to count it twice. 
I couldn't believe it. It's so overstuffed, you have to take some of it out to eat it. But I, I love that kind of stuff when you when you go into a gas station, you find a treasure like that. You know, that's always a treat. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love this. You know, I love I love hanging out in gas stations. What um, have you had? What are some other places that you've gone? We have like a, like 30 seconds left. So. 30 seconds. One of my favorite gas stations in America. And I've been kind of working on a story of the uh, writing about the five five great gas station hamburgers. But one of the best is in Eunice College Station Mudbugs. Been around forever. Uh, a guy named Stephen Bollock and his wife, Tanya, own it. But they do a giant hamburger over there that's absolutely delicious. Gets the buns baked fresh every day right there in Eunice at a bakery. But the other thing they do every – they do a lot of interesting Cajun stuff. They do paws, you know, uh, jalapeno paws and regular paws. Get there early. That's going to fly off uh, out of there. People love that. And the other thing, now they're doing rabbit and gravy, which nice. is very unusual. Can't find rabbit and gravy. Um, and they barbecue every single day, and it's open pit barbecue. It's not smoked. And a lot of places do the smoke, but you'll like the open pit. So that's one of my favorites here in Louisiana and in America, College Station Mud Bugs and Eunice. Al, it is always a pleasure to have you on the I love coming here. I can't believe you had me back. I just love it. Okay. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join us next week, Sunday at 6 p.m. This is Tiffany Deku on News Talk 96.5 KBEL, and this is the Lafayette Food Junkie Show. And as always, happy eating, Acadiana.